not a problem. It is an absolute pleasure <laughs> on my part to actually be able to speak to you. I'm a big fan of the band. Obviously, gone. We'll get into earlier stuff to begin with. But first things first, I want to congratulate you uh, on the release of Tragedies. Wait a little while for it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. What the gap between tragedies and dualism was that the gap the 2019 to 2022 the beginning of 2022 was that forcing was that because of the pandemic yeah uh we we had a lot of things going on in the spring of uh, 2020 and uh, festivals and headline shows and everything but then the pandemic hit us and then boom and we i i mean we're quite old some of us are uh uh have passed for 40 so <laughs> we we don't have the the same access uh, to do stuff like live recordings and uh, and everything that m- many of our uh, friends uh, did during the pandemic and so so we concentrated in trying to uh, write some new songs and uh, what to do but uh, of course there were limitations as well for us we weren't able to rehearse for uh, almost uh, 6 7 months and so so incredible so, uh, incredible that that period i mean were you initially kind of like okay this has happened uh and this is going on in the world and in 6 months time or a le- little bit less than that it'll be over and we'll be able to carry on as normal was that the thought thinking yeah, uh, th- that was what we hoped for. But uh, of course, we we could almost tell that this will go on a lot longer than six months. But we 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 did our best. We uh, at the uh, early on in the pandemic in our part of Sweden, we we didn't have uh, such a severe infection rate and and so on. So we could uh, rehearse like normal, and we did that for about. Uh, four, five, six months, then boom, uh, full restriction mode uh, for us all. So unfortunately, uh, <laughs> our drummer Peter, he, he injured himself uh, during this time. So uh, we, uh, we missed a lot of time for, for that as well. Obviously, so, the next uh, missing that amount of time and what you can do with the band uh, is obviously incredibly negative but was there any positives in the sense that um it was good for your individual selves almost to be forced to take a break yeah i I think it it wasn't too bad um because um i for once i i do uh, a lot of recording uh in my home studio which we use for pre-production and uh, uh and so on so i i had a time to buy some new uh, amp sims and uh, and try some different stuff uh, which eventually didn't result in anything but i had fun while doing it so it it was uh, it was uh, bearable at least <laughs> so but uh, as soon as we were ready to uh, rehearse again then we were into 2021 so what happened then was that we okay we we have a bunch of material but we have three songs that stand out uh, a bit. So um, why, why don't we uh, try to record an EP and try to release it as soon as possible? So that's where uh, the ideas of the Tragedies EP uh, started, or uh, maybe by the end of 2020 or, or something like that. 
okay, so you were able to identify those three tracks and think, okay, they all fit neatly together. Because of course, Tragedies has a, a Greek mythology thing going on. Was that always the plan then as well? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, for uh, our last two records, we have one song uh, on each that has a Greek mythology theme. So uh, why not do it for uh, a concept EP, not a whole album that would be <laughs> uh, quite hard for us. There are not that many great uh, stories to, that hasn't been told 20,000 times already. So. <laughs> Where does that interest come from in Greek mythology? Is that a personal thing? Is it something the whole band share? Uh, actually, um, I don't know. Um, it started with this uh, before I joined the band in 2017. So I think the first single the band uh, released ever was uh, uh, the Icarus uh, song, which of course is the uh, Icarus mythology and, and everything from, from the Greeks. So... Um, I, I think it's been on for quite a, some time, and I think that it, our singer Joel is the one who uh, is most interested in that kind of lyrical theme. So you took the three, what you thought were the three best tracks. What about the ones that you didn't take? Is there a long-term plan with them, or are they just sitting to the side now and uh, you might come back to in the future? Uh, uh, most of these songs, they are actually in uh, our pre-production uh, progress now for an upcoming album. We hope to record it during this year, and so it, it might be in late 2020 or early 2023 uh, release for that album. So uh, we aim to get about eight or nine maybe 10 songs, but uh, they have to be uh, really great if we... Uh, decide to release them yes of course it's a long, <laughs> long process but still it's great to hear that it's always exciting particularly as you said we are only a couple of weeks out from the release of tragedies the dust yeah. has settled just a wee bit on it how have you found a reaction to it is that something you've been paying a lot of attention to reviews comments and things uh we have um, almost uh, just positive reviews for it both from uh, friends and uh, actual reviewers and fans of the band and everything. So we are quite pleased uh, so far. Uh, I mean, this was uh, three uh, of our, our greatest songs that we ever put out, in my opinion. So I, I, of course, you're always nervous when you are trying to release a new uh, album or in this case, an EP. And so, so uh, we are really pleased. And, uh, and also, uh, we, we did record a music video for uh, the first single, uh, Actaion. And uh, we, uh, I, I never uh, spent so much time <laughs> uh, preparing, filming and doing the after process work um, like we did for that single. So, <laughs> and music video. Well, but we had real fun while uh, recording it. I'm glad you have fun because the video is incredible and it's certainly one of your most accomplished um, visual treats that you've ever done. Um, the, that, that would, would you agree with that? Like it is yeah. the, the, that most accomplished? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I'm really proud of all the music videos we released uh, in the past, of course. But this one, we, we, could, we had the time to... Uh, uh, do a great collaboration with Tobias, who is the uh, director of almost, oh, 
no, it's all our music videos. So um, he is the bass player from my old band and one of my closest friends since like junior high school or uh, the Swedish equivalent. So, so, so we, we uh, presented the song for him. Uh, the uh, the pre-prod version and uh, Joel uh, he um, he he told him about this is the the lyrical theme this is the Acteon uh, mythology and mythos what can you do with it and he just boom he had thousands of the ideas and and it all resulted in uh, the, the the dystopian um, VR uh, environment video that we ended up with. It's incredible because um, that imagery goes really, really strongly with the theme and the music with it. But one of the things that kind of fascinates me about you guys through the noise, my introduction to you came in 2019, December 2019, with the uh, synthwave sessions. So yeah. that is quite, quite different to uh, what, you, what you have around the, that uh, release. I want to go back to it purely because it was such a fascinating introduction for me that I still listen today and enjoy as much as your metal, new metal, metalcore style of music. Where on earth did that idea come from? Yeah, uh, it's actually, it's quite coincidental uh, because um, uh, in the week after we had our um, pre-release party for the Dualism um, album, uh, we, uh, we didn't rehearse or anything. And uh, my girlfriend was on a vacation on Cuba and I was alone in my apartment. So uh, I, I took the, uh, <laughs> uh, the album artwork and uh, just tried to do an 80s uh, <laughs> synthwave-esque album cover just for my own fun and uh, learning process. But then I was so pleased with it. So ah, I think this deserves one or two minutes of uh, of song that I can't I cannot <laughs> ah, uh, that goes with it. So uh, I recorded I think one and a half minutes uh, of a synthwave uh, version of Deceiver without lyrics or anything, and then um, we had a good laugh about it uh, within the band. And so then uh, it took a couple of months, and um, our um, uh, a record label uh, executive Chris had a meeting with our singer Joel and asked okay guys what do you have in pipeline right now and we didn't really had anything in pipeline uh, except some shows and so so he uh, uh, Mark, Marcus is doing a simple thing <laughs> Ooh, tell me more <laughs> so uh, and um, so, so uh, me and Joel recorded uh, a full length version of Deceiver Synthwave and we sent it to Chris and uh, he loved it. So, okay, we, of course, we, we do two more tracks uh, of this. So we spend uh, <laughs> the, uh, the summer of 2019 uh, writing and recording um, uh, so, um, that EP and it was so great fun. Um, uh, Joel has never uh, doing some actual singing on, uh, to some recording and here he was doing uh, he, he actually sounded like the the, the singer from uh, the Pet Shop Boys band <laughs> when we did, when we tried to record him and his mother was so proud oh Joel I never heard your voice it's such a pretty voice uh, and me for, for one I, I got the opportunity to arrange a lot of choirs and everything so 
it, we had a real good time. Incredible amount of work went into it, what you're telling me there. While, you know, you had a great time. It does make me wonder, like, uh, is this still something you're playing around with, the synthwave stuff on a personal level? Um, no, not really. I, 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 um, I, I think that after I did all the recordings and learned how to produce 80s-esque music, I was, ah, now I know that stuff. Now I can move on. So... Uh, so, uh, so I I have a a degree in music production, uh, so so I could use that to <laughs> to to try to mimic everything I could from the eighties. Yeah, because you could kind of see where I'm going with this, right? I want tragic yeah. <laughs> wave sessions. Yeah, well, I I have some ideas uh, on uh, on doing something with the Actaion, but uh, I haven't really got uh, the idea whole clear in my head uh, so maybe i do an orchestral version or acoustic song or just go quite bananas and maybe do a hip-hop cover or maybe a synth wave i don't know yet <laughs> Would so, you uh, because real right now we're focusing on trying to put the eight or nine songs together for the upcoming uh, album yeah, yeah, it's a lot to focus on. But would you say you're quite an imaginative person when it comes to not just music taste, but what you like to do when it comes to you creating music? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I listen to all kinds of music uh, with almost no exception and try to find something in if each genre that I can enjoy and be inspired by. So, um, uh, and uh, I think that is... Uh, my personal strength as a musician and guitarist and music producer uh, but uh, I, I don't make it for a living I, I work as a development engineer at a technology company here in Sweden so it, it's pretty far from uh, my normal profession all this so but this is what I greatly enjoy doing on my spare time it, it's Every musician now, barring the ones that uh, made it massive back in the 90s and 80s, their real life persona with their musician persona is always so widely different. It's uh, yeah. fascinating, you know, it's always interesting to learn what you, what, as, we, as we put it, what you do in real life. Yeah. <laughs> what do you make of, right? Because uh, obviously when it, we in heavy metal and rock, we like to pigeonhole bands. We have to put you in a genre, we, it's requirement almost, whether you're heavy metal, death metal, black metal, so on and so forth. Yeah. You guys come with a tag and it's got the letters N-U, a reference to, of course, new metal, the <laughs> 70s. But that can often be seen as a little bit of a dirty word these days. Ooh, new metal, that's a bit worrisome. What do you make of that, being having a tag attached to you? Do you care? Um, I don't care that much, and I'm actually uh, uh, I'm maybe proud is the wrong word, but I, I'm fascinated by by it because uh, we didn't intentionally uh, make it uh, new metal core or whatever uh, it's called, but uh, of course we all of us in the band, maybe except for Joel because he's uh, some years younger than uh, us. Uh, we, I, I mean. The coolest band in my book by 1999 was Limp Biscuit. I really did enjoy that band. Oh, no, I, I shouldn't say that he wasn't into the new metal because uh, he uh, really, I, I should say, adores 
Deftones, and they for one, they are of course on new metal. So, and every one of us have a, a connection to that kind of music. I mean, corn and everything. Uh, of course, these are the main and big bands of the genre, but I like the other bands as well. Uh, and, and it's tag along with me trying to get into more death metal at the time. Uh, and of course, my, my, my personal heroes are Metallica. And we don't sound a bit like Metallica, except for distorted guitars. So... <laughs> No, it's it's a story I've heard a hundred times. Um, you know, uh, I'm almost 38. So the 90s were my era. New Metal was my era as well. A lot of bands you named and so on. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just rock and metal can be a difficult place. You know, uh, for all the community love that we have out there can also be quite argumentative, particularly when you get online. Um, yeah. Social media then, in regards to the band and how you guys handle it, promoting yourself, pushing yourself out there, is that something you think you're good at? And is it something you enjoy? Um, I think it's quite hard because, uh, I, I mean, we, we're starting to get uh, old in the, especially in the metalcore community. Uh, there are uh, a lot of hungry, uh, I mean, 20 to 25 years old who can uh, take, my, I mean, eight, nine hours each day just promoting their band on social media. And it's, really hard for us to keep up the, with that and uh, we learned how to do TikTok and Vero and everything now for the tragedies release so but it's quite fun actually yeah. I like uh, putting out these 15 to 30 second second uh, uh, mini videos and put filter on and effects and everything so but it, but it's hard to get uh, into uh, the the noise there because everyone else is doing it so it's quite hard so uh, i really do hope that we can get out uh, and play and get the the bus going on once again uh, I, I mean as soon as possible well that's it isn't it i mean that's the biggest uh like loss in regards to musicians and what uh, what we've lost over the last two years only has been live shows whatever country you've been in uh, there's been some restrictions be it you can only play to seated gigs and 100 yeah. compared to the 400 but things are at least i mean in the uk we're a lot more open than a lot of the rest of the world but things are beginning to open up what's the um what's the what's the outlook right now for through the noise regarding live i'm not necessarily talking about dates or things like that but is that plan no. That 2022 will be a bit busier on that front yeah uh, the plan is for us now to get our shit together and book some shows here um but we of course we realize this will get hard initially at least because all the the main and big bands all of them are setting up tours right now so um and that goes for all middle level bands of all genres as, as well so it's all i mean i think all of the spring and summer is already booked for the main men venues uh, in our area here so but you never know uh, we try to get in contact with some minor festivals and so on we we really want to get out and play yeah, it, you've just described what is uh, a becoming a reoccurring theme when I've been talking to musicians over the last two or three months. It, the desire to play live is there, but yeah. the room to play live 
just doesn't seem to be from all the hangover the tours and you said festivals but then like a lot of festivals are using bills built from a year a tier or two years yeah ago. of course so 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 we can just forget the mid-level uh festival so we have to go to uh, to um, smaller ones uh in in sweden and maybe denmark but we could just right now we can forget trying to get uh to like germany or or the uk for instance it, it's it's not doable precisely right now but hopefully uh, during the late summer and the beginning of autumn we can get get out and play for real again and then uh, to get the bus up so when we will release our next full length album we can go out and uh, be back at where we were in uh, the beginning of 2020 yeah, it's that, isn't it? It's picking up the pieces where you left off. Um, when was the last time? Do you remember? When was the last time you played live? Oh, it was in November of 2019 at one of the, the greatest venues in our hometown of Malmö. So we had a really great time and we were so prepared and so hungry to show the rest of the uh, every show that we had booked that we can kick ass live. And we really do enjoy being out there we had prepared for every uh the production was um uh our best that we yet had with a lot of uh uh, uh pre-recorded stuff that were going on between songs and we rehearsed in everything to perfection and uh, did alternate endings of some songs and everything and, <laughs> and no one knows because, except for us ourselves that is incredible that is such a long time i was hoping you were going to say oh it was actually only a couple of weeks ago because you were able to play but there you go incredible so i guess then really right now the stance is okay promote tragedies, work on the upcoming album, fingers crossed for something potentially live, but it does sound like an incredibly busy 2022 for you. Considering the yeah. pandemic, considering what you've gone through as a band, do you feel as you've got to this stage now stronger? I think so. Uh, I mean, we we have rehearsed our old songs to uh, almost insanity. So they, they sit so well and we are well rehearsed together. And I think the uh, the songs that are on our upcoming uh, album here are so crushing. Um, with uh, so we have a lot of uh, hardcore elements and and everything, and hopefully something new, not something that every other band in the whole world has already done. So, Tough. <laughs> and we of course, and the most important thing is that we have great fun uh, while writing all those songs. So, uh, and that is for, for, especially for me, it's the most important thing while writing a song. Do I like it? And do I enjoy writing it? And it's been just yes for every new of the songs. Well, that's it, isn't it? If you're not having fun, there's no point anymore. No, exactly. I can't wait, man. I absolutely can't <laughs> wait. It's been an absolute pleasure going from dualism to tragedies over a space of two years, because those, those two years have just flown by for me. So when tragedy yeah. turns up, it's like, oh, okay, cool. These guys again, let's do this. So it's been a long Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, man. <laughs> Marcus, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me.
Of course, and thank you for wanting to talk to me. <laughs> My absolute pleasure, mate. My absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?